If you just have a passion for podcasts, you are going to absolutely love this episode. I invite my friend Jacob Chastain to the episode, and he is actually the host of a wildly successful, incredible podcast called Teach Me Teacher. Now, What's so cool about this episode is we are going to just be talking about our creation process, how we edit these, what this has looked like over the past three years for me and over six years for him. If you just love listening to audio like this, you're going to hear some really cool things from behind the scenes. But if you've ever considered creating your own podcast, this is the one that you want to listen to because you're going to get some insider tips and tricks. But most of all, the passion that we have for helping teachers, being a part of this profession absolutely spills out over the course of the next 30 minutes. So I'm super excited to hang out with you and me and Jacob as we dive into this episode of Teachers Just Talking about podcasts. There is awesome in every single school day. So here is the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities. Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. All right, This Teacher Life listeners, I'm hanging out with my friend Jacob, who we originally got connected through podcasting. He invited me um, on his first show, the Teach Me Teacher podcast, as a guest. And I had been a listener, and then I was a guest, and then I had him on my podcast. And now um, we're just kind of in this space where I'm like kind of nerding out on his equipment and his background. (laughs) And it's just this passion that we have as teachers who love our jobs. We also love podcasting. And I was like, I got to have Jacob on an episode of Teachers Just Talking so we can kind of dive in. Because if you are listening to this, you're obviously a podcast listener. So maybe you're also intrigued about maybe some of the equipment or how it works or the setup or like what what it looks like for us. Um, and Jacob's been doing it a whole lot longer than I have, and he's got an insanely successful education podcast. So Jacob, why don't you introduce yourself and maybe tell us why you got started with the Teach Me Teacher podcast in the first place? Yeah, so that's a fun story. I, you know, I'm Jacob Chastain. First and foremost, um, I'm a teacher down here. I work at a public school in Texas, a middle school where I've been pretty much my entire uh, career. I spent one year as a literacy coach um, after winning teacher of the year. They were like, hey, can you come help us at our campus? Did literacy coaching for 
a hot minute. And then I was like, Nope, I don't want to do that yet. I don't want to coach. Um, yeah. I love talking to teachers and stuff, but that wasn't my jam. I still am so obsessed with, you know, young minds and working with them and all the intricacies that they bring. So, uh, did that still in there. I'm a department chair at my campus. Um, but teach me teacher started when it was about second or third year. I forget. I could do the math, but in my second or third year of teaching where, cause we would do these, uh, like staff meetings. Right. And then our principal at the time would always have someone share like a strategy, but it would always be relevant to the staff meeting. Like if they had to tell us about new duty or whatever, they would do that within a strategy. So we were learning while, uh, interacting and kind of learning stuff. And as a new teacher, I loved those things because I didn't have all those strategies mm -hmm. and I was just like, I need, uh, I was just like absorbing it, but I was like, this isn't enough. Like I want more. Mm -hmm. And I got to go visit classrooms every once in a while, which I was super excited about, but I wasn't always, I just couldn't get as much as I wanted. So I was like, Hey, I, it, I, I was like, I have this microphone that I bought a long time ago. It was a blue Yeti, which you yeah. see in almost every video of anyone that podcasts kind of like the early stages of podcasting. It's a relatively cheap microphone for how good it is. Mm -hmm. um, but I had this microphone just sitting around. And I went up to my principal and I said, hey, what what if we did like a campus podcast? Like I would just sit down, like we don't even have to release it, just sit down, talk to the staff. And it could be like a staff development thing where we can just get to know each other um, and just talk about like best strategies and stuff. And he was like, sure, do it, whatever. It sounds great. Um, I ended up, the best way to distribute it was to put it on a podcasting platform, which I had right. no idea how to do. So that's the only reason it got released was because... I just didn't want to send a Google file to people because that was no one's going to listen to it if they had to go click on a file right. and do all this other stuff. So I made it as easy as possible, just kind of uploaded it, called it Teach Me Teacher. I had a if you Google Teach Me Teacher and look at images, you can see the old label. It was literally I just made it in like a label maker on my phone. It was uh -huh. just a black box with an apple teacher style. So uh -huh. teach me teacher podcast for educators. It looked classy for what it was, but it was, it took like five seconds. I was like, that's it. That's the logo. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. <laughs> and then six months later, I finally figured out how to look at statistics. Um, mm -hmm. It took about that long for me to even realize to look. And then when I, when I looked, I was like, Oh my God, I'm getting like, you know, it was like, I don't know, 800 to a thousand downloads at the time. Mm -hmm. I was like, holy crap, who's listening to this podcast? I was like, this yeah. is just me hanging out. And so that that's kind of like the origin story. And then from there, I just kind of doubled down and kept going and kept going. But that's mm -hmm. literally the roots of the whole thing. Okay, crazy. So it was never really your intention to have this podcast that teachers are seeking every single week. It was more of a, yeah. like a personal thing for your own teacher community. Yeah. And what's funny is it kind of still is like <laughs> that. I'll, I'll be a hundred percent honest. The, the people on my campus probably listen the least these days yeah. because it's no longer a community thing. It's something else. And they hear me all the time. Yeah, right. So they're like, I don't need more Chastain in my life, but um, it's still like for me, like the whole, I think the spirit of the show and why it works in all honesty mm -hmm. is uh because I deeply care about every one of those conversations being right. owned by myself, you know, it's now mm -hmm. a business. Mm -hmm. So I run it all myself. I set everything up myself. I edit it myself. I do the mm -hmm. music myself. I do uh, everything myself. It's all paid for. I do, I do all mm -hmm. the background stuff on the website. And because of that, 
I have complete control over who I bring on. And Mm -hmm. I have like people like you who I've had on more than once who I just love talking to and bringing on the show. But I also get to reach out to really cool people that I don't think would have ever talked to me otherwise, you know, like (laughs) like teacher idols that I just love and learn so much. But so it's, it, 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 in a way it's like a selfish PD experience mm-hmm. for me because yeah. I mean, after 200, over 218 episodes, I mean, just think about all of that PD I've got to just tailor to myself over time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's wild. That's awesome. Well, so you were talking about that original logo and now I'm curious, I'll have to like Google it because <laughs> your logo right now is bomb. Like it's so good. So did you make that yourself as well? No. So slowly, um, I started incorporating more professional things into the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was about as unprofessional as possible at the beginning. Um, yeah. and, cause you're learning. Right. And right. I just, the way I learn is I just jump in. That's kind of just mm, my for spirit. Sure. I'm like, let's yeah. go. And if it fails, it fails and no one yeah. knows. Right. <laughs> cause it fails. Well, no, um, I agree with that. It's that, it's that say yes. And then figure out the rest. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of how I teach too, in a lot of ways, but, mm-hmm, for um, sure. the, yeah. So the original logo was made by me. The second one is I needed, it was around season three, I think is when the podcast was really like, I was making, you know, best podcast list more often. My DMS were filling up more often. I was getting mm-hmm. bigger guests. I was getting sponsorships. I was like, okay, so this, we got to up it a little bit. I have some right. money from the, from the ads and whatnot. So I actually reached out to, um, a buddy of mine who does graphic design. I've been friends with him since kindergarten. Awesome. Uh, and I know, and you know, we're like, we're at that stage in our lives where, you know, he has his family. I have mine. We come mm-hmm. together and interact in a variety of ways, but we don't like hang out every weekend or whatever, sure. but we're, <clears throat> I, he's so good at what he does. I was like, Hey man, I need a logo. I, I you know, I was like, we can do whatever I can pay you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to see what you can do with this. And then he shot that the, what the logo is now to me. Um, mm-hmm. he goes, dude, don't worry about it. It is what it is. This is yours. Have fun, do your thing. And it was, it's been that ever since. Cause it's like yeah, perfect it's for great. the show. Yeah. That's super cool. Now in terms of like the production value, you know, I, I also had that, that Yeti microphone. Yeah, right. I'm, if anyone, if anyone needs <laughs> one, I, it's for sale right now on the Facebook marketplace because uh, I had envy of all of the podcasters who you listen to them and you're like, God, that sounds so clear. Yeah. Everyone's using the same microphone, including you. And I actually reached out and said, hey, can you send me a picture of your setup? Because I'm going to replicate that. So yeah. I think I think you just gradually start to build a little bit. But the reality is you can also have some bomb episodes recording it on your phone. And so mm-hmm. production value is fun for people like us who geek out over technology. But I think for people who are just getting started with a podcast, like literally you need a phone microphone and like go sit in your closet and that'll that'll kind of diffuse some of the the audio that you don't want. And you can you can post it and kind of do what you did at the beginning and just say like, hey, I'm going to try this. Yeah. I mean, there was in my entire time recording podcasts, there have probably been only two that were so bad audio wise (laughs) that I just didn't release them. Yeah. Um, One of them was uh, an audio mistake that I didn't realize was, Mm -hmm. so I had that blue Yeti 
And for yeah. people that don't know what this is, so it has multiple angles. So you can record face to face. You can just record you. You can record mm-hmm. kind of in a full circle. And so it makes it dynamic for like if you're recording groups or whatever. It's very useful, um, specifically right. if you're on a budget. But if you're sitting in a large, open, echoey room, it picks up everything. everything. And yes. so it sounds like you're like in a tunnel essentially. Mm -hmm. And it was horrible. And I was like, Oh my, it was such a good episode too, because it was with like four of my best teacher friends. And we had, uh, we like pulled topics out of a hat and like just had this round table. It was super awesome. I still have the audio somewhere. Maybe I'll release it one day, but I mean, it sounds so bad that I was just Mm -hmm. like, I can't do this. I'll do something else. And then another one, there was just an audio glitch to where, uh, it just ruined kind of the whole podcast. And I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, I can't do that one. But other than that, I mean, in terms of just quality, like people are pretty, especially teachers, like we're pretty forgiving with things when, yeah, like if the content's there, like you'll overlook some glitches. Now people do appreciate as the audio has gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely like, I'll, you can see in like some of the reviews on my podcast, people are like, yes. And then, you know, the audio has gotten better over time and stuff like that. So they've forgiven me uh, because of the content, but it was, it really, and like you said, it doesn't take uh, the uh, bad audio. Isn't a reason not to start if people are interested in podcasting. That's a good way to say it. And I know in terms of not just the spoken audio, but like the backing tracks and the intro stuff, like, I have had a ton of fun with that. At the very beginning, I paid like a hundred bucks to say like, hey, I want exclusive rights to this. And now I'm having a whole lot more fun with intro tracks, outros, like speaking over the top of like low volume audio. And I, so I use like a subscription service. I pay Mm -hmm. monthly so I can use other people who are much more talented at music. But listeners might be curious to hear that like, you produce those for yourself, right? Yeah, almost entirely. So I do uh, music is like what I've done since I was a kid. It was like my mm-hmm. main outlet growing up. Uh, I never did music in college or whatever, because I do treat it like an outlet and mm-hmm. mathematically knowing everything about music just seemed like the opposite of fun to me. Right. Um, so I didn't do that, but Um, I found ways I've just always made music. Like it's probably something I'll do just forever, just kind Mm -hmm. of in the background. And with the podcast, I just found an interesting way And the whole, (laughs) this fits into the origin story. The whole reason music exists in the podcast in the first place was because I, at the time I was obsessed with two podcasts. One was um, unattended consequences, which is the guy, I forget his name, but it's the, he's the guy who created cards against humanity. Oh, wow. Okay. He podcast with Patrick Rothfuss, who is one of my favorite authors who wrote The Name of the Wind. And they have like these little music interludes. And if you go back to season one, I had like this little music interlude that I put in between just kind of split up sections and whatnot. Uh And then I also listened to The Liturgist for a while, which was kind of a, I don't know. Uh, like an esoteric religious spirituality podcast, which I found really interesting because they had really interesting conversations. Um, but they would go full on production of music because the one of the co-hosts of that podcast at the time was a musician. And I was like, I think oh. I could do this. Yeah. So I started just messing with stuff. And it started with like just using GarageBand, which is a free app uh-huh. on Apple or on Apple products. Max, and so yeah. I would just take 
like loops that they have. And uh-huh. I would just start combining them with beats and stuff like that. Like I, and once again, at the beginning, I didn't even know how to like fade out music. So in season two, when I started really experimenting with music, um, there's like harsh cutoffs and there's uh-huh. like non-elegant uses of stuff. <laughs> Uh, some of my like though that was like the season that blew up the podcast. So it's hilarious that uh, even then I was like making kind of rookie mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. But as time went on, I got better at just using software. I ended up purchasing um, Logic, which is a far better music program. And then I started like you know I'll bring my guitar and I'll record it, and then I'll put tracks over it, and then I add mm-hmm. like I was just creating um, the new season six intro, and mm-hmm. I took a guitar riff that I'd been playing for a while and I added a bunch of electronic stuff, some bass and stuff. So it's like this huge file, Yeah. but it's just me creating music. And I'm like, what would teachers hype? Like what, if I was a teacher, like I want to listen to something that hypes me up and gets me going. So that whole production value is me just having fun with music. And even when I'm editing, uh, mm-hmm. kind of the, just making sure that I don't ever edit too much of a conversation, but I, you know, right. the, you, you cut out ums and yeah. audio glitches and stuff like that, just to make it more smooth for the listener. Um, mm-hmm. even when I go in there and add music, I'm almost always doing it on the fly and it's me just listening, going, okay, so it's not me thinking that the podcast needs music to be more engaging. It's that I want to, I want music. I think music is an enhancer. I I really do. Like there's a reason like, you know, when you watch like a, like a video on YouTube or Facebook and a soldier's coming home, like Mm -hmm. it's emotional already, but when they add the music, you know, it hits a certain way. And I think that is, uh, it's, that's what I'm trying to capture is if Mm -hmm. I can get someone to feel chills during a podcast, like that's my ultimate goal. And I, you know, I've had some people kind of be like, you know, I could do without the music, the music's distracting or whatever, but in terms of whatever, like that's kind of what I've stayed on because it's, yeah. I don't, I'm not trying to be, uh, the like every, podcasts are just people talking. Right. But yeah. I also, I, I like that artistic flair. That's just who yeah. I am. So I'll, I'll take the, the minor quibbles for the fun mm-hmm. I get to have. For sure. I had an episode this year. I tried something that I had never done before and I got home from, from school, from work. And I was like, I was like, there was just something brewing in my heart, in my head. And I was like, I'm just going to go sit down and turn on the microphone and just start talking. And it was completely unscripted. Not that mine are ever really scripted. They're super casual and they just Mm -hmm. kind of go in whichever direction I feel. But I turned on the microphone and I recorded, it was like 17 minutes of me kind of talking about what had happened that day, my reflection on the way home and what that was going to mean for the future. And I listened to it back and I was like, that did not capture what I felt like I captured. (laughs) And for the, for the first time ever, I put an audio track over the entire episode like really low volume audio track in the back, like all 17 minutes of it has that kind of gradually like looping through. And I listened to it back and I was like, that, that is the feeling. And I was like, I don't know if people are going to want like, basically like it just made it so much more dramatic, but it also captured the emotion. And it ended up being one of the top downloaded episodes of that season. And I think, it's like you said, can you imagine if film scores were removed from the movies that we love, yeah. like watching them on mute or something like that? It's just completely different. So I love, I love the audio, 
disruptions because I think sometimes when it's just spoken word, you need that like that something to kind of re re-engage. I don't know. Well, and here's the thing. Okay, so podcasting, I'm still convinced podcasting is still so new in the teacher space because mm-hmm. we, you know, Teach Me Teacher generally ranks among uh Cult of Pedagogy, which is pretty much the top educational podcast, that's facility for teachers, and mm-hmm. then Truth for Teachers. It's usually us three kind of bouncing around. Now, there's podcasts in between us, mm-hmm. um, but there are those are like language podcasts, where like if you're looking at the charts, and when so the reason I'm saying I think it's so new is because. I know the downloads I'm getting and I know roughly the downloads they're getting because we compete mm-hmm. in terms of the the top spot. The but yeah. um, it's not like, you know, millions of downloads like teacher podcasts are not in the top 10 of education. You know, we're like right. in the top, like the, the top 100 or so. Right. And you sometimes like the top 200. So it's it's so new uh, to us. But I, I feel like people who listen to podcasts. Like the people who are like diehard listeners, a lot of them listen on like, like the faster mode, which Mm -hmm. I can't even fathom. I can't do that. I don't know how people do it, but tons of people do and they skip around and then they also watch clips on YouTube and stuff. So there's, there's a bunch of different ways, but like, I feel like teachers are so thoughtful and we like to reflect like it's kind of built into pedagogy itself Mm -hmm. reflection (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it's like to give a a, like when someone says something that is just amazing and something that i think should be reflected on at least for five seconds then a nice music interlude um something just to add that kind of breath also i think it just adds a little bit of texture it's not a lot like we're not blasting music the whole time like it's not this whole thing but i just i like that texture. And I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is true for anyone that is just creative is that we tend to create layers. What we wish well, layers, but we tend to create yeah. what we want to see. Right. Yes, and, for sure. And sometimes that doesn't work with everyone. Sometimes mm-hmm. like what we want to see is kind of so out there. Like our audience is either super niche or non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we get lucky and we create something that resonates with multiple people and it's just the creative process but i i don't know i would i would have less fun if i wasn't adding that part of me which is you know i'm a little Mm -hmm. weird and i'm i'm a little dramatic and creative and stuff and i think all of that needs to exist on the podcast to make it what it is no i totally agree mine i when i'm adding the intros and outros they're always like techno beats and they're always like they feel like something that you would be listening to at like a resort in like i don't know fiji or something and i was like (laughs) I don't know if people like these kinds of like beats like I do, but I'm like, it brings me great joy to add them. And then this is maybe, maybe this is an interesting question for you. My, mine releases on Monday, every Monday, Mm -hmm. a new episode drops on my commute to work. It's cringy, but I listen to my own podcast on my commute because I want to feel what other teachers are feeling and hearing through their car stereo. Like it's different when you're like in your space and listening to your headphones on your computer. It's different when you're listening to it in the car. Do you listen to your own episodes when they release like from the platform? I will. Yes. And um, not always entirely though. It really depends. Like I, to this day, like sometimes I'll, uh, go back and listen to older episodes where I've had some of my just teacher mentors, the, the people that really did yeah. change how I teach. Like I'll go back and listen to those episodes because sometimes I forget 
mm-hmm. like the questions I ask and the conversation. I just want to be kind of be reminded and it always inspires me again, not because of me or my things because of them. Right. Like it's like yeah. the guest is entirely the reason. But I so like in the morning, I will release stuff and then I'll listen to it. Now, what I usually do is make sure that the audio is as good as it sounds. I have like a three-way check process. Like I check it um, in Logic, the program I'm editing in, and mm-hmm. then I check it when it bounces. I check mm-hmm. it when it posts to make yep. sure that it even worked or I clicked on the right file, which I have uploaded the wrong file several times. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'll listen to it again kind of in the car. And a lot of the times what I'm trying to do is one, make sure the audio is good. There's no glitches, but also listen to how I do the music because as I experiment with the music, it took a while to get the volumes right because what you you hear in editing isn't always what ends up in the compressed file when you upload it. And so like the music would be too quiet or like it would be too loud. Like I definitely have had some DMs (laughs) that are like, hey, this part, we can't even hear you. My head be- <laughs> so, like, you know, they're learning experiences and it is what it is. But so yeah. I, I fix those. I've gotten it down to a relative science these days. Uh-huh. Um, right. But there's still an occasional glitch. Now, I, can I add something to this whole music podcast discussion? Yeah, for sure. So Teach Me Teacher is a, a specific example of it's something that was an accident and it's built into a way for me to be creative and mm-hmm. uh serve a lot of teachers at once, right. um, which is super cool. So my second podcast, Craft and Draft, yes. um, it's a different vibe entirely. It is, it's me and my partner. We we bring on guests every once in a while. We've only brought on one actually for a year, um, mm-hmm. but it's we designed it as a core just conversation between her and I, Pam Ochoa and myself. She is mm-hmm. a teacher with like, I think this is her 42nd year in teaching. Wow. Um, yeah, and I'm a eight year eighth year teacher. So she uh-huh. like the it's us, it's there's generations between us, there's experience between us, there's all of this, but we have such a unique reason why we came together. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, this podcast does not need to be uh the creative outlet that Teach Me Teacher is because what what people are gonna do, at least in my mind, to craft and draft, because on Teach Me Teacher, people ha- some of them have been listening to me for five years, which mm-hmm. blows my mind. And right. they've seen me grow as a podcaster, as an educator, as a thinker, as a yeah. speaker. And they've grown with me, so they feel connected to me just because of that. But the guest always changes, right? Yeah. The yeah. guest is always different. So you don't build the same type of relationship as if you do with someone that's the same. So with her and I... I knew it'd be more personal because it's long form. Each episode is around 45 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. And it's just us talking to each other about teaching and we have topics and we answer questions and stuff, but it's really just the two of us. And I was like, this isn't a creative thing. The the people that are going to like this are one going to be English teachers or literacy focused teachers, because that's what Mm -hmm. we're talking about. But two, they're going to stick around because of that relational piece that we're creating it's a different yeah. show and so the music in there there's like a little guitar interlude that we do for the intro mm-hmm. um and the outro but other than that it is uh which i wrote also which is kind of fun but the cool just but that show there's no, there's none of that and there's no kind of fancy editing and it's really yeah. easy to edit because of that uh-huh. um but th- i think that is a part of this too is just realizing the the type of show you want and and going for 
that feel and not being able to change if it, you know, change it if it's failing. But, you know, if you're having fun and it's successful and people are listening, then mm-hmm. I mean, double down on the cool stuff and you'll have some people that don't like it, but you'll find a lot more people that like you for being authentic and creating right. something that's meaningful versus just trying to please everyone. Try to please everyone. You're never going to win. No doubt. Well, that's actually that that's cool that you went in that direction because that's what I want to do for us at the very end here to kind of summarize two to three words of the, like how we would describe them of the three podcasts that we have together. So if you had to describe the teach me teacher podcast in two to three words, how would you summarize that for maybe people who haven't listened to that yet and are starting to get into podcasts? Cause you said it earlier, you're like, I don't think education has truly seen where podcast mm-hmm. is going. So how would you, how would you kind of box that one up and say, teach me teacher is Three words. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, this is hard for an English teacher. Okay. Um, <laughs> Summarize. Let's do thoughtful. Okay. Energetic. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Those are the three I got. Cool. I like that. Okay. Very cool. Um, so if you're looking for a thoughtful, energetic, what was the last one? Powerful. Powerful. Oh, yeah. Powerful podcast. That's the one. It's interesting because for um, this teacher life, I would have that my very first word would have been energetic as well. Um, We kind of have that you and I definitely share that piece of our creativity is just bringing that energy. (laughs) Yes, for sure. For sure. And just laughter. I think that was the next one. Like mine has a lot of laughter and I don't edit a lot of that out because the third word I would say is it's, it's quirky. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to get ideas. You're going to get motivation. You're going to get strategies, but um, and I think this is totally could be said for the teach me teacher podcast. You're also yeah. going to get, you're going to get Jacob and you're going to get Monica from this one. Like yeah. it's just, <laughs> it's authentic as shit, right? Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. this is us, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, whoops. And then this one, I know you mentioned is, is different, but craft and draft. How would you describe that in like two to three words? Oh my goodness. I think craft and draft is honestly, I think the number one thing, um, that defines craft and draft is passion because we, her and I are, we're deeply in love with this process and what it can mean for kids and, mm-hmm. um, the, the transformative nature. So passionate, transformative, um, and I'll say relational because the, cool. the it's, it's her and I together, but it's also, um, driven just by what the audience wants rather than kind of what we want necessarily. And that's a, that's a different vibe, but it's, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's very cool to me. I love that. I love that. Jacob, I I want to thank you personally for, for kind of helping me on this journey. And when I send you DMs of like, wait, <laughs> what what is that? You have something new in your setup. What is that? And then also for for inviting me onto your podcast multiple times. It, it has shown me what a podcast could be because I, I used to listen to a lot of like NPR and yeah. those are so well done. And those are so serious. And I thought that that's what podcasting was as both a listener and as a podcaster. And so mm-hmm. for, for teachers who are out there and who are thinking like, I want to listen to more, I just haven't found the one that I resonate with. Hopefully listeners have, have heard like, there's a great opportunity out there to find it. But also if people are interested in recording their own, like it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be a really cool, creative 
ever evolving process. Um, and, and so I think you have absolutely inspired people with each of your episodes, but probably just as a podcaster more than, you know, and I, I appreciate that so very much. Well, I'm glad I, I, one, thank you for the kind words. I really do appreciate it. I'm a fan of your work too. That's why you've been on several times and why we, why I do respond to DMS and whatnot, because I, your, your work and your energy and your passion is something that I look forward to just in, you know, I respect educators the most when we, when I get the sense that you truly love your job and mm-hmm. kids and helping students and teachers and schools. And, you know, there's a lot of educational communities and, very popular educators that don't have those messages that are, you know, a little bit on the negative side and, um, and not negative in like a critiquing way. Like there's things that need to be critiqued in education. Like I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like, there's, there's a way to critique that is not trying to burn the entire system down. And I think you are such a good representative of someone that you bring up big ideas and things like this, but it's always with energy and love for what we do. And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's why I, just keep working with you and hope to keep working with you over time just because you're, you're killer, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Jacob, if people want to connect with you or find these podcasts that we've been raving about in this episode, what, what's the best spot? Oh man. Well, if you want to, if you're depending on your device, you can go to teacher teacher and you can find the links to everything, but you can pretty much find teacher teacher on every, uh, podcast app. There's some more esoteric apps that I have discovered recently that don't have teach me teacher on it. Um, but mm. the majority of major ones are on their own Spotify, Apple podcasts, everything. Apple podcast is definitely kind of the home base, um, yeah. for pretty much every podcast that's where the majority of our stuff are we're about to be at 400 reviews over there Whoa! on teach me teacher the majority of those five stars which actually blows my mind because it's just like you see that stuff like i i remember crawling to try to get five reviews you know and mm-hmm. now we're about to be at 400 so it blows my mind craft and draft same swap you can go to craft and draft workshop.com to find that one, but just search it up. You'll find both search my name. One of those is going to pop up. So it is what it is. I appreciate you uh, having me on and letting us talk about podcasting. I enjoy it. As teachers, we understand the importance of feedback from our students. And as a podcaster, one of my favorite things is to get feedback from listeners like you. And that comes in the form of a written review. If you loved this episode or if you have listened to any episode of the This Teacher Life podcast and enjoyed it, I would love to get your written feedback on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify or Google Podcasts or, of course, the most famous Apple Podcasts. Here is what the listener of the week said in their five-star review. They said, worth the listen. I listen to this podcast on my way to work in the morning. Monica has a great sense of humor and is very relatable. She can really fuel your drive to inspire with her messages each episode. I feel that I like to listen to it, especially when I am down and need some inspiration. So guys, that means a ton. Thank you so much for that written review. In fact, if you haven't checked out the monthly motivation episodes that I'm doing this season, those are worth a listen. 
I just want you to know that I value your time and I hope that this podcast is bringing value to your teacher life. Don't forget to click subscribe and I hope to see you next week. But until then, thank you for living this teacher life.